Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Obscurities. I'm your host, Debbie Rashawn. Kelly, Kentucky, like the rest of the towns along the state's border with Tennessee, has hot, humid August nights. After the sun sets, people tend to lounge in their homes or on their porches, enjoying cool drinks and hoping for breezes. Residents of the Sutton Farm likely hoped that they would spend the evening of August 21, 1955 in such a way. A horde of creatures had other plans for this family. That evening, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor burst into the Hopkinsville police station, located about five miles from the farmhouse, with fear and excitement in their eyes. The two men told officers a story that stretched the imagination. According to the men, they had been involved in a four-hour-long gunfight against 12 to 15 small creatures with glowing eyes, pointed ears, and claw-like hands. The creatures had surrounded the house around sunset, popping up in doorways and windows to peer inside at the adults and their children. Back at the farm, Glennie Lankford kept a steady eye on the sky and ground with her three children, two adult sons from a previous marriage, and their two wives. She was looking for a particular terror that had attempted to besiege her home that evening, a group of short creatures measuring just a couple of feet tall with glowing eyes. The creatures, some say were goblins, others say were aliens, moved with unbelievable speed, flying through the sky and popping into window frames without notice. The night had started like most. Glennie and her family were taking a rest at the end of a long day. The home's regular residents welcomed visitors and passing extended members of the family. They probably thought they would spend the evening telling stories, catching up, listening to the radio, and playing cards. Then, they found themselves armed with rifles, firing at mysterious creatures spying on the group and crashing against the house's sides. Under attack and fearing for their lives, the adults in the family grabbed their weapons and fired at anything with signs of aggression. Later, newspapers would report descriptions of the creatures. Short, standing between two and four feet tall, with spindly legs and bright eyes visible in the darkness. The police found Sutton and Taylor's story outrageous. Had they been drinking and telling wild stories to pass the time? Whether aliens, demons, or other unearthly minions were attacking the farmhouse, the men were indeed scared. No one could doubt that. 
the police chief became so concerned that he assembled a team to investigate the event. Along with four of his officers, he called upon five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police stationed at the nearby Fort Campbell. The police chief worried that the firefight shook the men profoundly, but he was also concerned the gunfight could lead to a dispute among the neighbors. Members of the Kelly community protected their land fiercely. He didn't want a misunderstanding to create a small battle in an otherwise quiet part of western Kentucky. It was midnight when law enforcement arrived. The family was still on high alert, stationed in various rooms with their firearms. Their eyes still peeled for any signs of the attackers. Imagine the scene. After a four-hour standoff with demonic creatures, the adults would have certainly hidden the children away in a bedroom. Everyone keeping watch would have their guns at ready, shaking in their hands, prepared to fire upon the first sign of danger. The police cars had pulled up the lane, their lights flashing, letting everyone know they were friendly. Finally, help had arrived. With some luck, they could rest their arms and eyes, maybe sit in a comfortable chair and, and tell themselves that it had all been a bad dream. Deciding that they might need to stay awake all night, they had guzzled coffee between shifts watching the yard. The taste of stale coffee lingered in their mouths. What did the officers see when they investigated the home, barn, and surroundings? Plenty of bullet holes. All of them, however, seemed to come from inside the house. The Suttons and the Taylors had done all visible damage. They found no evidence of the small, nimble creatures that had terrorized the family for hours. Help had arrived, but the creatures had already fled, and the police didn't believe very much of what they heard. The family knew what it had seen. They still felt the adrenaline running through their tired bodies after a night of defending themselves and explaining to the authorities over and over what had taken place that night, describing the small, thin bodies flashing across the sky and rubbing against their doors telling anyone who would listen about the yellow glowing eyes, the only way they had to target their attackers with rifles intended for hunting deer, not shooting small, indefinable creatures that could speed through the air. Perhaps feeling a lack of support and tremendous fear, the family packed up and left home the next morning. Neighbors watched them haul boxes to their cars and drive away. None of the neighbors claimed that they had witnessed the aliens, or maybe goblins, or maybe demons or fairies. The family and its guests fled the home as quickly as possible, and they never returned. How does one account for such a wild tale of an attempted alien invasion of a small Kentucky farmhouse? Skeptics offered the typical explanations. The family had been drinking and given in to hallucinations in the heat of the evening after a strenuous day's work. Perhaps some of the adults enjoyed the fruits of Bourbon County. But would Glennie Lankford let her three underage children imbibe? That seems unlikely. 
Skeptics should also note that the police never suggested that Elmer or Billy Ray appeared intoxicated when they came to the police station. Over time, skeptics developed a new theory that set their minds at ease. The Sutton Farm hadn't been attacked by evil creatures at all. Instead, a group of great horned owls had smashed against the home, repeatedly. Great horned owls certainly lived in the area. No one can deny that. Also, great horned owls have pointed ears and claw-like feet similar to the aliens described to the police. Most convincing to skeptics is that the great horned owl stands about three-quarters of a meter tall, putting them at the right height. But does this theory truly hold water? Would longtime residents of Kelly, Kentucky, not recognize such a common bird? What would attract the nocturnal birds to this specific house? None of the nearby neighbors said they saw a large flock of great horned owls that evening. Does it seem likely that a group of birds would target one farmhouse? Or does it make more sense that a group of intelligent beings would identify a single building as their target? Unfortunately, no one will ever have definitive answers to these questions. Despite their attempts, no one inside the house managed to shoot any of the creatures, whether they were from outer space or trees in the surrounding woods. They managed to dodge every bullet that came their way. Without physical evidence, no one can say what for sure happened and attacked the Sutton Farm that warm evening. The official police report never mentioned a few details. The family and its guests at the Sutton Farm said that some of their bullets hit their targets. Unlike the soft impact you would expect when a bullet strikes a large bird, Witnesses heard a clanging sound, like bullets bouncing off metal. Another detail left off the official report. Witnesses say they saw a pale green light in the woods that evening. Given the farm's proximity to Fort Campbell, the military might have conducted experiments in the woods that night. Or maybe an alien aircraft left its landing lights on so its explorers could find their way back easily. One thing is sure, owls did not create the mysterious light. No matter what happened that night, the town of Kelly has embraced its contact with what it now describes as little green men. No one at the farm ever said the visitors were green. It seems that an excitable journalist included that questionable description while covering the event. Kelly has even turned the encounter into an annual event, the Little Green Men Days Festival. The festival features what you would expect. Benders sell t-shirts and hats featuring the images of stereotypical green aliens, some get confused and use pictures of the taller, slender gray aliens, more commonly associated with abductions than farmhouse hijinks. That night in Kelly wasn't the only time aliens visited Kentucky. At least a dozen reports indicate the extraterrestrials came to that area 
frequently. The first recorded sighting took place in 1948 near Fort Knox. Fort Knox has been in operation since the Civil War. Most people know it as a secure location where the government protects a large amount of gold. On January 7, 1948, the military base received uninvited guests. An aircraft in the area spooked soldiers, and they asked Captain Thomas Mantell at the nearby Godman Army Airfield to investigate. Mantell approached and pursued the aircraft, which measured about 300 feet in diameter. Mantell began to lose consciousness as he traveled higher into the atmosphere. The explainable ship continued its ascent, a feat no human had dared at the time. A soldier manning communications said he heard Captain Mantell say, My God, I see people in this thing. Just before he lost consciousness. No one will ever know more about what the pilot saw that night. After chasing the alien aircraft to an altitude of 25,000 feet, his plane turned downward and crashed in the field near Franklin, Kentucky. Perhaps the most frightening contact between aliens and the people of Kentucky occurred over the city of Louisville. On February 27, 1993, two experienced pilots for the Louisville Metro Police Department were doing their roads in a helicopter. Suddenly, one of them spotted a glowing orb, no larger than a baseball. The pilots say that the orb circled their helicopter as if studying it. Without notice, the globe zipped away at about 600 miles per hour. More distressingly, the ball reappeared several minutes later. This time, it hovered near the chopper and fired three fireballs at them. Witnesses on the ground say the fireballs were the size of baseballs. The shots didn't cause any noticeable damage to the vehicle. Enough people witnessed the event, though, that it was reported in the Louisville Courier-Journal the next day. Now, back to western Kentucky before we leave this tale of extraterrestrial encounters. A curious coincidence occurred in Kelly many years later, on August 21, 2017. Tens of thousands of people flocked to Hopkinsville to witness the Great American Eclipse. Astronomers had designated Hopkinsville as one of the best places in the central time zone to see the eclipse. The Little Green Men Days Festival occurred just as it does every year. This time, Kelly had a great crowd of tourists who had no idea they were about to experience two spectacular events. As the eclipse approached the total phase when the moon positioned itself perfectly between the earth and the sun, the leaves and the grass began a strange iridescent dance. For nearly a minute, those with knowledge of the Sutton Farm incident the most alien possibilities seemed probable. With the sun's corona flashing around the moon, it not only felt possible, but dead certain that extraterrestrial beings had come to this land about 70 years ago. 
Were they violent attackers or curious observers? No one can know. With the sun eclipsed, the great horned owl's theory seemed ridiculous. Nothing more than a mundane explanation in a universe full of obscurities.